he goes to coming on to his podcast talking about going to parties yeah yeah so what so what i've been to a party sorry don't hate me because you ain't me hashtag swagger jagger shout out share lloyd share lloyd if you're listening to this and i know you are i want you to know that i remember you for more than just the shit video i remember you for what you truly originally were, a groundbreaking early 2010s X Factor UK contestant who, did you win? I don't think you won, but got pretty far in the competition, bit of a fan favorite without singing, if memory serves. I think I'm right in saying you had more of a kind of a slam poetry vibe going on, and kind of a Cockney Iggy Azalea thing, where you would sort of you would kind of, not quite rap. I don't think it was quite rap, but you would sort of say songs with kind of, you know, a real attitude. Was this your accent? Maybe. Let's say that it was. Um, and that's what I remember you for. And your your rather short-lived pop career that followed. Regrettably, that's not what everyone else remembers you for. I think the main thing will be the fact that you were you were very briefly referenced at the start of one of the internet's most iconic videos when that young Scottish girl said she was going to sing Cher Lloyd by Cher Lloyd. Is that a song? Did you name a song after yourself? I Actually, I'm not surprised. I feel like that's a very Cher Lloyd move. Before, of course, being interrupted infamously by her mother, who who delivered that famous line. Let me see if I can do it justice here. <clears throat> Why does someone not know how to flush the toilet after they've had a shat? That wasn't bad. I, I'll have to listen back. But I think, you know, there are worse Scottish accents. Um. Anyway, Cher Lloyd, unfortunately, that's your legacy. But not to me. To me, you'll always be so much more than that. Anyway, where was I? I went to a party once. Just the once. Once is enough. Once is better than no times at all. And... I met a guy at this party who, I won't say his name, both to preserve his anonymity and because I can't quite remember it, but let's just call him Edward Scissorhands for reasons that will soon become apparent. Now this guy, he sauntered up to me at one point in the evening and I will say that he was drunk. He was drunk as a skunk. He was drunk as a monk with his hands on your junk. Uh, ooh, where, where did that come from? Let's just stuff that back down into whatever well it sprang forth from. He was drunk, but he had something to say to me. And boy, was he going to say it. So he swaggers over, swagger jaggers over, if you will, and says, And I said, excuse me, sorry, I didn't catch that. And he said, yeah, that lad who does this, this kind of stupid videos on the internet, which 
is one of the most accurate summations of my core central identity that I've ever got, to be perfectly honest. Um, and I said, yes, that's me. Guilty as charged. <laughs> and then he said, listen, so your videos, right? They're all right. They're all right. But I, I think I've got a few ideas. I've got a few ideas that I think you should do. But I'll make them w way better. And part of me wanted to tell this guy to, to beat it for saying my videos are only all right. But, you know, I am always open and available to stealing other people's ideas. So I decided to hear him out. I said, hey, let's see what the kid has. So I sat back. I let him say his piece. And I let him pitch me the following three ideas for videos. So first up, Edward Scissorhands turns around and goes, all right, so, so here's the idea, okay? There's this, there's this guy, this man, and he's a bus driver. So his job is he drives the bus. Obviously, that's what a bus driver does. He didn't need to explain that to me, but, you know, he was, he was, he was building the tension. He's a bus driver. He operates the machinery that is of the bus. But here's the catch, and here's where it gets really hilarious. He has no hands. No hands. So it's like him, he's trying, to, he's trying to turn the steering wheel, he's trying to do the gears, he's trying to let people on, but he doesn't have any hands. So he's just getting frustrated, he's just getting angry, he's just getting annoyed. And that was, that was the bitch. That was the whole idea for video one. So, you know, I didn't want to be rude. I didn't want to, you know, tell this guy that his idea was not great uh, at best and ableist at worst. So I was just like, okay, yeah, okay, sure, th thanks. And he said, okay, how about this? Idea two. You've got this guy, this man, right? He's a gardener. He works out in the garden. He does the plants. He waters the plants. For some reason, he felt the need to also give me the full job description of these very well-known jobs. Is the gardener. But get this. He's got no hands. Again. <laughs> again, the twist was no hands. So he's there, he's trying to pick up his garden shears, he can't do it, he's getting angry, he's getting annoyed, he's going to water the plants, he spills all the water everywhere, because he's got no hands. The exact same twist, the same again, different scenario, same joke. And I'm no stranger, I'll be the first to admit that I will flog a joke again and again and again in as many different ways as I can package it, but even I was not ready for this third, the final installment in his trilogy, which he then launched straight into. We got this guy, this man. All men, by the way, so, you know, we got this man. He's an astronaut. He's up in space. He's flying a spaceship. Spaceship runs into trouble. He needs to, he needs to fix it. He needs to get out of the situation. Uh-oh. He can't. Does he have no hands? He has no hands. He can't do any of the machinery. He's heading straight for the moon. He's going to crash. He's panicking. He's crying because his hands are off. It's absolutely hilarious. If you put that in a video, it's going to get 
millions of views. He's got millions of likes. It's the funniest thing anyone's ever done. Or else he'll probably get cancelled for it, knowing, knowing the way things are going these days. Which, of course, was where he ended. There's a real kind of strain of individual who's like, oh, you can't, you know, I can't say anything, you're going to get cancelled for that. And most of the things those people are referencing, you actually probably won't get cancelled for. However, <laughs> I think that on this occasion, Edward Scissorhands might have been right, because a series of videos poking fun at workers with no hands, you know, it could raise a few eyebrows. It could cause a little bit of consternation. But I suppose, I don't know, I guess you have to admire his commitment to the idea, if nothing else. Anyway, we left it there, Edward Scissorhands and I. And I recall when I went to leave that party, glancing around the room and my eyes locked with his, and he gave me a little a little knowing smile, a wry grin, as if to say, hey, you're welcome. You're welcome for this million-dollar idea. And then, just to hammer home the point, he went for that classic move, the finger tap on the side of the nose, that little conspiratorial finger tap, as if to say, we're both in on this little secret. Was it an ironic gesture, the use of his hand to reference our shared little moment? Or was he indicating to somebody nearer him to give him a snort of something? I don't know. I'll never know. But all the same, I, uh, I appreciate his effort to, if you'll pardon the pun, give me a hand in my online comedy career. I won't be taking his advice, but nevertheless, it's the thought that counts. Guys, episode two of Simon Sings like the podcast where I, Simon, talk about the problematic video ideas that I get pitched, then talk about a musical artist. Maybe it's a popular singer, maybe it's a rock band, maybe it's even a particular type of singer or genre of music. I make fun of them, and then, at the very end of the podcast, I sing like them. Hence the name, Simon Sings Like. Thank you to everybody who listened to episode one, sent a kind message, shared the, the song and the music video on the socials, rated the podcast even. If you are coming back, thank you for coming back, my OGs, my day ones. If you are here for the first time, I don't love you quite as much. You're not quite my favorite children, but I'm still very glad to see you here feel free to rate the podcast. Tell your friends about it. We have not secured the Burger King sponsorship yet. That was a specifically stated goal of episode one. Didn't put a time frame on it, if memory serves. I'm not going to box myself in like that. We'll get there. We will get the folks over at Burger King headquarters to invest heavily in this but, you know, every rating counts. Every, I don't know, review counts. Rating is the one thing that I know you can do for a podcast. So that's just what I'm going to say. If you could rate it five stars, that would be great. Last week, or two weeks ago, or whatever, we, we took on ABBA. We took down ABBA with a searing parody. This week, we're going a little younger. 
We're going a little more kids-friendly. And who are we going after? Well, let's just say, after this episode, you won't be able to feel your face. You know? This episode is going to be the audio equivalent of blinding lights. <laughs> Why am I being coy? Why am I trying to treat this like it's some sort of surprise? It's literally the title of the episode. If you're, if you're listening to this, then you know already who I'm going after. There's no need for this X-Factor style build-up. You all know who it is. We'll be taking this artist down after a very quick break. I've got to go take a shot and not flush it. I also need to shoot a couple of videos. I'm not going to give too much away, but it's basically like they're about this waiter uh, who is missing a body part. I'm not going to say which one, but going to go do those quickly and come back and get going after the break. See you then. The weekend. Oh, the time of the week, is it? <laughs> Saturday and Sunday? You're gonna sing like Saturday and Sunday? Snivelled the scrawny smartass into the echoing empty void of his non-existent social circle. No, not the time of the week, you idiot. That was already done pretty well by Rebecca Black with Friday. I f- it's just Friday, but I feel like it captured the whole energy of the weekend. She has had a great comeback, by the way. I don't know if anyone is familiar with her career arc, but she is has kind of pivoted very successfully from being object of early 2010s internet ridicule, which really seems to be a focus for me today, into modern-day queer icon, as far as as I can tell. And good for her, you know? Good for her. She's a great example of how if you leave something for long enough, no matter how hated, no matter how ridiculed, no matter how detested, people will come to love it. The nostalgia factor will kick in, and they will love it. You see it happen all the time. You know, the, the Star Wars prequel movies. Or President George W. Bush. You know? Oh, remember him? How <laughs> he used to always get stuff wrong and then mix up his words and stuff. <laughs> yeah, I remember that. Remember a few other things he did as well. But, um... But, you know, I'm going to get myself out of this territory quickly because this is not a political podcast. I'm going to veer the ship out of these choppy waters into the far more comfortable territory, for me, of pop culture. I, of course, when I say The weekend, I'm referring to Canadian R&B slash pop artist The weekend, Or, as I call him, The Weekend because there's no E at the end, and I am the previously referenced scrawny smartass. Why no second E, though? Huh? Why, I've always wondered. Why drop that vowel? You'd think the more E, the happier this guy would be. You know what type of E I'm referring to. E, 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 ecstasy. The guy loves drugs. It's very... Very apparent in his music. It's one of the core central 
thesis statements to a lot of his songs. I wonder if he has any business plans in place as of yet for the possible eventuality of his brand of party drugs becoming legalized. You know the way that Snoop Dogg has really cornered the market for weed, you know? He's, he's, he's very much weaponized his own brand association with that whole world into, into serious dollars. And, you know, I'm a businessman. I'm, I've got my business goggles on at all times. And I think there's some real opportunities for The weekend to branch into that world and launch his own line of products. I feel it coming up. <laughs> Rave your tears for another day. <laughs> and those are the only two I've got, so I'm just going to stop it there. The Weekend, Abel Tesfe, to use his real name, or is it Abel Tesfe? Good question. I don't know, because I googled it, and the internet gave me two different pronunciations. So, you know, choose your fighter. I don't know. I don't know. It's okay not to know, alright? And I'm not going to beat around the bushy, gravity-defying hair on The Weekend's Head. I don't know how to pronounce his name, but I do know that he likes singing high. I do know that he likes being high. I know that he likes the 80s. Definitely a big synthy 80s influence in his music, particularly in recent years. I know that he likes sex. That's also very clear. That, that is very much another strand to his music. Another theme. Uh, I know he doesn't like good TV, though. I mean, The Idol? What were you thinking, The weekend? What the hell were you thinking? How bad was The Idol? I don't know, is the answer to that. Because I haven't seen it, and I'm not going to. Because the way I do TV, which I'm pretty sure is the correct way to do TV, is I read the reviews. And if reviews are good, then I'll watch it, and I'll probably like it, because the reviews told me to. And if the reviews are bad, I won't watch it, but I will then talk about it as if it's bad. Because, again, the reviews told me to. So, you know, I might actually really enjoy The Idol, but I'll never watch it, and I'll always assume it's bad. I will say this. My assumption isn't just based on the reviews of it. It's also based on the fact that the co-creator of The Idol with The weekend is Sam Levinson, who did Euphoria, and I did watch Euphoria, and Euphoria, I'm not going to say it's terrible, it's not even necessarily bad, it's got redeeming features, I'm a huge Zendaya fan, I thought she was great in it, uh, a lot of the actors were really good in it, Hunter Schaefer was really good in it, it is the most unrealistic show in the history of television, that's not what secondary school is like, or high school, or whatever. It's not. I refuse to believe that anyone's high school experience was like that. 15-year-olds are not taking that many drugs and having that much sex. It's just, that's not the case. It can't be. That show was insane. Ah, uh, Brogan, I'm so stressed. You've got to inject some heroin into my eyeballs before Mr. Zelensky's tussed. Mom, Dad, will you please stop having sex on the kitchen table and help me kill my dealer? Cody, 
we've got lunch break in 15 minutes. Stop eating my ass. <laughs> these, these aren't direct quotes from the show, by the way. This is just my interpretation. But, but those are the kind of things that happen. And that is not how teenagers interact. Okay? It's not. Because it was not so long ago I was a teenager myself. And I know, I recall how a teenager's social life operated, which largely centered around going in large groups to shopping centers on weekends where, you know, all of the boys would stick together and all of the girls would stick together. And the only communication between those two groups was the sort of meticulous back-channeling to set up the one or two awkward smooches that would happen between members of those groups. The organization of which, I have to say, was very impressive. I mean, we're talking serious bureaucratic interactions, diplomatic discussions. That level of efficiency, if we had that at governmental level, we might see, you know, a few problems fixed. We might even see a return of the glory days of President George W. Bush, but that's neither here nor there. The point is, the show was ridiculous, and I can only assume that the idol was similarly outrageous, ridiculous, and stupid. Still, aside from this one TV snafu, the weekend's career has been pretty great. He's a huge pop star. He's had a ton of hits. He's played the Super Bowl. And all of this makes it all the more mystifying that the number one standout element of his music, more than the drugs, more than the sex, more than how much like Michael Jackson he's trying to sound, is how sad he is. My God, is he sad. In every song, the central message appears to be, I'm terribly, terribly sad. Oftentimes, while singing about his lavish lifestyle and how much money he has and all of the extraordinarily fun things he gets to do with it, he will just hammer home the point that he is not happy. Cheer the fuck up. The weekend. What reason have you got to be so upset? I mean, the drugs possibly aren't working, but that won't be great for the Rave Your Tears brand, so we'll steer clear of that. I was led to believe that the Canadians are a cheerful, happy people. What do you think they'd be saying back home in Winnipeg or one of the other places that aren't Winnipeg in Canada if they, if they could see how sad you are now? Oh, how about it? How about it, Jerome? Come in from the snow and we'll talk about the weekend. He's not a happy camper. <laughs> we need to invite him around to the house with Justin Bieber and Drake for a bowl of moose soup and a slice of ice hockey and we'll talk about it. Oh my God, that was so bad. I am so sorry, Canada, if you're listening. I am so sorry. That was so inaccurate and offensive. And what was I expecting? My, my frame of reference for that accent was the accent in Fargo, which is set in Minnesota. It was a Minnesota twang, and even that I butchered. I am so sorry. Celine Dion, I apologize. Jim Carrey, I apologize. Ryan Reynolds, Ryan Gosling, I apologize to all of you. But I know you'll forgive me. Because Canada is a forgiving nation. And I know that 
even as you frown across your hard maple wood tables at Jerome, a Canadian name, apparently. Maybe it is, I don't know. Even as you frown across the table at Jerome, you're saying, well, if he if he comes over and tries a bit of our maple syrup and goes snowboarding, we'll forget all about it. That really is enough. That really is enough. I will not inflict the misery of my Canadian accent on the rest of the world anymore. Unlike The weekend, who continues to inflict the misery of his existence on the world. And it's like, I'm sorry, The weekend, but... Y- you can't have it both ways. You can't simultaneously sing about your lavish lifestyle, your wealth, your money, the drugs, the sex, the hair, and also be constantly bitching and moaning about how miserable you are. You can't have it both ways. You can't have your custom I feel it coming up pill and eat it. You need to be called out, and that's what I'm here for. That's what I'm going to do with this podcast and accompanying closing musical song. Before I go, let me say thank you very, very much, everybody, for listening, for coming back, if you've come back, for hopping aboard, if you're hopping aboard. Uh, it's very nice of you. It's, hey, it's a, it's a fun new venture, guys. It's a fun, exciting new time for all of us. And I hope that you're enjoying it, and and I know that I am. And I forgot to say this in the intro, but open to suggestions on artists to sing like. So if there is anyone in particular who you think I would do a good job of, who you think would be funny to take down a peg or two, send them my way. I'm on Instagram at Simon underscore Hennessy. That's probably the easiest way slide into the DMs and send me your own suggestions for who to sing like. In the meantime, thank you for everybody who has listened. My sincere, deepest apologies to the entire nation of Canada. Please know that I'm very sorry about my impression. Enough. Enough, Simon. And now, without further ado, we're going to close the show out... With a little bit of music, here is Simon Sings Like The Weekend. I'm sorry. First off, let me say something mysterious. Cocaine, propane, VIP areas. Can't get to sleep at 5am And neither can all of these women So I just have sex with them I'm high like my hair and my butts I'm like if Drake and MJ fucked in at a bar You'd think the money, sex and drugs that I've had Would make me very happy but it doesn't, I'm sorry Like the missing he in my title As a Canadian I'm supposed to smile but Like every single viewer of the idol, I'm sorry I'm sad when I'm in the club And I'm sad when I'm taking drugs And I'm sad when I'm making love And I'm always making love so I'm always sad as fuck 69 I'm sad, I'm sad From behind I'm sad, I'm sad Ménage à toi I'm sad, sad, sad Your girl ain't one She's glad that I'm sad